0: Hello, and welcome to the Pharmacotherapy Podcast. My name is Tom Lodis. I'm a professor at Albany College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences, and I'm a clinical pharmacy specialist at the Stratton VA Medical Center in Albany, New York. I also serve as one of the scientific editors for pharmacotherapy. Today, we're talking with with Dr. Amit Pai about a paper that he and I co-authored, along with Dr. Jill Butterfield-Calpert, entitled A fixed versus Weight-Dosing Strategy of Daptomycin May Improve Safety in Obese Patients. This paper is in the September issue of Pharmacotherapy. Dr. Pai is an Associate Professor of Clinical Pharmacy at the University of Michigan with expertise in precision pharmacotherapy. Dr. Pai, welcome to the podcast. Thank you,
1: Tom. Thank you for this opportunity to uh, discuss uh, this important thing.
0: The great and, and um, Ahmed, it, was, it was a pleasure working with you on this paper. So um, before we, we delve into the paper and, and discuss objectives and some of the major findings, um, just kind of taking a step back. And, and I think an issue that always comes up in clinical practices, you know, when we have a new drug, you know, should we be fixed dosing a drug or dosing it on body weight? And if we do dose on a drug on body weight, should we use actual body weight, adjust it or some other body size descriptors? Uh, so for the audience today, um, could you tell us when it's appropriate to dose an antibiotic on total body weight or some other body size descriptor? Um, in other words, when should a decision be made to dose a, a drug on weight?
1: Yeah, I think, I think this is a question that I, I get often, and I think we should start by thinking about the, the two viewpoints on this issue. So we're obviously living in this age of precision pharmacotherapy where we're living in this mantra uh, that drugs should be dosed in an individualized way and that one size does not fit all. And so, when we think about that paradigm, that idea of one size does not fit fit all, it often feeds into the idea that we should be using larger doses of drugs in larger individuals. And I think the point there is, in general, that that, that tends to be true for the first dose, uh, but not so much for, for the maintenance doses. What I mean by that is when we think about pharmacokinetic parameters in general, we think of two big ones. One is the volume of distribution of a drug, and the second is the clearance of the drug. And so when we're thinking about that first dose, we're really thinking about the distribution of a drug. And that parameter tends to be associated with uh, body weight, uh, but not necessarily proportionally. But the other parameter, which is clearance, tends not to be correlated to body weight for a lot of drugs. And so this idea that maintenance doses should be based on Body weight is often not, not the case. So I think that decision of, of whether or not to dose a drug on body weight really depends on whether body weight is useful for that specific drug. In the case of antibiotics, uh, we often try to give a, a dose that achieves a therapeutic concentration relatively quickly. And so this idea of giving a full body weight-based dose is not unreasonable because you're going to achieve uh, your target concentration a lot sooner if you do that. But then the subsequent doses, that maintenance dose, may need to be a little bit higher in bigger individuals, but almost never proportionately. So what I mean by that is, if you've got a 75 kilogram person who represents an average population individual versus a 150 kilogram person, that 150 kilogram person may need just 50 percent more. They're not going to require twice as much. So I think what what we're driving at is when we're thinking about this issue, is we really need to. Figure out what the association, the correlation, is between pharmacokinetic parameters and that drug in, and that specific drug in question. But as a general rule, uh, what I've outlined uh, for most drugs, maintenance doses are rarely going to be appropriate. All right.
0: So Ahmed, thank you for the insights on that. So I guess the question is, you know, it seems like that, you know, certain drugs, particularly the first dose, can be dosed on body weight, but it may not be appropriate to use actual body weight. And when we think about maintenance doses, um, this is a situation where um, unless there's a relationship between weight and clearance, there's an opportunity to use a fixed dose or a slightly higher dose um, in someone who's obese. So I I guess it kind of leads me to my second question is, well, you know, when does it matter? Like, when do we need to shift away from a fixed dose as a loading dose? Or a fixed dose as as a as a maintenance dose, you know, irrespective of body weight. So, when is it okay to use a fixed dose in both of those circumstances?
1: Sure, I think, you know, just as a, as a general rule, again, it it's very drug specific, and so uh, there are ways to to optimize optimize that answer based on on the weight distribution of the population. So, one approach would be to consider using a fixed dose when you're above a certain weight threshold. So for example, if you're above 110 kilograms, 120 kilograms, you may choose to use a fixed dose in individuals that are larger than the... I think unfortunately, most often what tends to happen is we drive our decision on on a fixed dose based on the formulation of the drug. So if you've got an oral antibiotic, there's a tendency to try and build a fixed dosing regimen around that formulation. Uh, as opposed to trying to create one that's, that's truly individualizable, uh, if that makes any sense.
0: No, it does. So, so, you know, I mean, clearly, you know, you have to look at these pharmacokinetic relationships and to decide, you know, when is, a, you know, when is it appropriate to use a, a weight based dose and, and what body size descriptor to do and when is it okay is fixed and, you know, at what point do you, do you pivot from a weight based dose to a fixed dose in a given individual? Um, But ultimately, you know, I think there's a lot of attention to the pharmacokinetics. You know, what is the? it ultimately comes as clinicians, you know, what are the consequences? You know, what happens if we use a fixed um, dose in a patient that may require a weight-based dose, or we use a weight-based dose in someone who requires a fixed dose? Right. So I think from that perspective, again,
1: it it, it boils down to the sort of the, the therapeutic window that you have. If you've got a, if you've got a a class of compounds that have a wide therapeutic range, then you have the opportunity to potentially use fixed dose or even a weight-based dose. You know, as an example in hand, if you're looking at beta-lactam type compounds that have a relatively wide therapeutic index, uh, using a fixed dose in that population or just using an incrementally larger dose in, in larger individual uh, case in point, a drug like cefazolin where you make a decision to go from two grams to three grams, uh, that would represent to resolve the issue of potentially underdosing a larger individual. For other drugs where the index is much narrower, you may risk toxicities. And the case in point there would be drugs like polymixin. You have a relatively narrow therapeutic index. And so if you use a weight-based dose, you potentially could risk having exposures that are are in the toxic range in, in larger individuals.
0: Yeah, so, and then the other thing, Amit, I think that always comes up is, you know, you know, particularly among, you know, certain populations like um, intravenous drug users um, where they tend to be younger and, you know, um, kind of fall into that hyper renal clear kind of um, group, you know, what's the consequences of of using or picking the wrong um, body size descriptor to dose a drug in, in someone who's underweight? And again, I think the IVDUs tend to be, as it always comes to mind, because, you know, they're a, um, a lighter population and, and tend to have very good renal function.
1: Right. And that's that's an excellent point. So in that scenario, if you've got an individual that is smaller than the average individual and you're using a weight-based dose, but their clearance mechanisms are just as good as as good as or better than the normal individual, then you're clearly are risking underdosing that individual, even if you're using a weight-based dose. So I think that's one of those challenges that... Yeah, you know, although most of my work has been in obesity, the point in hand is that the risk of weight based dosing is actually affects both ends of the spectrum, which is the risk potentially overdosing large individuals, but you also risk underdosing smaller individuals. All
0: right, thank you. All right, so kind of shifting gears a little bit and kind of getting into um, your paper here, um, you know, if you could briefly describe the objectives of the paper. And the study population and methods used to address the study objectives.
1: Sure. So the primary objective of the of this uh, investigation was to determine whether weight-based dosing of daptomycin uh, resulted in equivalent exposures. And the way we measured exposures here was defined based on the AUC and the, the Cmax and the in the C-min concentration of this compound, adaptomycin in comparison. Morbidly obese non-obese subjects. And then the secondary objective uh, was to see if we could use modeling and simulation to compare fixed dosing uh, strategies in this, in this population to basically compare the exposures that we've seen in two groups. To accomplish that, relied on that. prior data from a study that I conducted at the University of New Mexico years uh, earlier uh, that included uh, two really well-matched groups. What we had done in that study is we would taken... Uh, healthy volunteers, we first enrolled the uh, normal weight individuals uh, in in that population and then matched them for age, their race, their serum creatinine, and we also administered sodium iothalmate to actually measure the glomerular filtration rate, and the reason we did that is we wanted to match these individuals one-to-one, to morbid obese individuals so that their kidney function was matched and that the only thing that was different between these two groups was really their body weight. So by doing that, what we essentially did is we had two groups of relatively young individuals in their 20s and 30s. The morbid, the obese group, which included seven individuals, uh, had a body mass index of around 46 kilogram per meter squared, and the normal weight group had a body mass index that was about half of that, 21 kilogram per meter squared. Uh, they all had really great kidney function, and uh, their glomerular infiltration rate was in that 90 to 100. So that was the group that those were the, the two groups away that we evaluated, really, again, so that we could, is the pharmacokinetics difference based purely on body weight.
0: All right, thank you. So in this well-matched um, uh, cohort of patients, you know, one obese, one non-obese, um, could you summarize, you know, the top, you know, th- three to five major findings um, from, from your analyses? Sure.
1: I think, um, you know, the, the real crux of, of the matter is, is if you... If Readers of the paper look specifically at the Table point in the manuscript that has the PK parameters that are listed, and it's it's, it's self-evident from, from the data that there's really no difference in the clearance, uh, the volume of distribution, or half-life between two groups that were studied. We also saw because of that, uh, you know, you've got a, a volume of distribution clearance that are that are very similar between the two groups, and the drug is then dosed on, on body weight that you would, you would see higher exposures in the morbid group. So the second major finding is that the AUC, the Cmax, and the CNN values were about twofold higher in the morbid subjects compared to the non obese individuals. And um, the third major finding because of that, because we see higher exposures in large individuals dosed on body weight, that this idea of using a fixed dose, uh, in this case, we simulated 500 milligrams. And the reason we did that is because that original study which is a lot older, uh, evaluated individuals at a four milligram per kilogram dosage regimen. So, in this scenario, we studied 500 milligrams a day. And what we observed through our modeling and simulation is that the trough concentration, the semen concentration, was significantly higher, uh, higher probability of achieving a trough concentration of 24.3 milligrams per liter, which has been associated with CPK elevations. And that that estimate was about 10, 10% in the morbidity piece group getting uh, 6 milligram per kilogram versus 2% probability of that event in people that would be uh, simulated and 500 5 million.
0: All right, thank you. So, um, Ahmed, I think the one thing um, for a lot of readership, and, and I hear this a lot because both you and I um, write similar papers that, that tend to be mathematically intensive, is so what are the implications um, for clinical practice? I mean, you mentioned that some that the top findings is when you dose on total body weight, you see, um, you know, higher AUCs, you see higher siemens um, with weight-based dosing versus fixed dosing. So, you know, what are the consequences of that um, potentially in patients? And has, has that been, um, you know, shown in any clinical studies? And the second point is, you know, is the fixed dose sufficient? You know, are we achieving concentrations that um, have a high likelihood of efficacy and low toxicity? Yeah, so I
1: think you know that is a, a question that, that is, in a, in a sense, difficult to address from this specific uh, study, uh, primarily because it, it was an investigation using uh, prior data with a lower dosage and relied primarily in modeling and simulation to predict what that exposure profile was. So this study was not really designed to help us uh, answer that specific question, So I think really what what this study does is it it gives an avenue to study that further. And and what I've I've seen, at least in in recent meetings, is that there is an intent, and and actually some hospitals are testing this out, and there are planned presentations at the ID Week meeting that are specifically looking at alternate fixed dosing strategies, either 500 milligrams a day or 750 milligrams a day in a population. To really show that there might be similarities in efficacy. I think from a toxicity perspective, the um, I think the answer is simpler in that weight-based dosing will, will lead to higher exposures, And so we will not necessarily see differences in efficacy, but we will likely see differences in toxicity uh, because you have higher exposures in large individuals. And I think there are case reports and uh, case series in, in the literature that have documented that, that have corroborated that risk, su- suggesting that obese individuals do have a higher risk for CPK elevations when daptomycin is dosed in body. Um,
0: so, so I'm a thank you for that. So before I let you go, um, you know, I, I kind of see a recurrent theme in practice. You know, we have a drug introduced the market, you know, they, they do these intensive um, phase three studies. Um, they come forward with a dosing recommendation, and then some years thereafter. Um, we begin to evaluate new dosing schemes and you know, and, and this applies to a, a number of re- recent agents. So the one thing I always think about is, you know, what can we do in future drug development to minimize this? I mean, I think the goal and you know, when we develop a drug is to bring forward the best dose um, that's going to be used um, consistently over time, um, but we have several examples that show that this might not always be the case. So, in terms of you know drug development, you know you know what should we be looking for? What should we consider um, to ensure the highest probability of picking the right dose in, in patients with obesity?
1: Sure, I think one of the major needs uh, in drug development is is really changing the criteria in those early phase clinical trials. The early phase clinical trials tend to exclude uh, obese and and often morbidly obese individuals in those trials, and I think because of that. What tends to happen is you don't have large enough to truly assess the uh, correlation and, and the, the relationship, the mathematical relationship between the PK parameters and body size. And so, once that decision is made to follow that path of, of using a weight-based or a fixed-based dose in their phase two and phase three trial, it's almost impossible to reverse that pathway because the timeline is is, is very short. So. I think what needs to happen is really a modification in that phase one design as, as a simple early first step. And, and for individuals that are not familiar with pharmacometrics to become more familiar with them and to really respect some of the quantitative science and the ability of that quantitative science to predict uh, drug dose. I think often what happens in, in drug development is there's a disconnect uh, between the individuals who are building the model and the individuals that are actually going to use the model. Because of that, I think we need to do a better job of communicating these findings. to Stakeholders and decision makers and pharmaceutical companies for ultimately deciding on what to, to move forward.
0: All right, Amit, thank you for that response and you know providing some insights on you know what we should consider and look for in future drug development programs. Um, so with that, Amit, um, it was a pleasure working with you on this paper. Um, thank you for your time today and your contribution to pharmacotherapy. Uh, and for the podcast audience, uh, thank you for attending. And please have a good day.
1: Thank you. Thank you for listening to another ACCP podcast episode. Our theme music is called Rocket Power and is licensed by Creative Commons. Please take a moment to recommend this podcast and subscribe via iTunes so that you'll get notified of when our next episode will be released.